Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Joe, I'm Brad. You ready to go deep? Are you ready to go deep? Deep and wide. Here we go. We've done this before. We, we have. So, heavy question. We hear it a lot. Why does God allow evil and suffering? If God is this good God, everything that comes from him is good. The Bible makes clear. He wants good things for his people. Why does he allow evil and suffering? And just, we'll get into it, but just there's two levels to this that we're gonna talk about. One is sort of at this big level, globally, nationally. Why is there world hunger? Why, you know, like, why is there mass suffering like that? And then I think what people often mean when they ask that question is, why did this happen to me? Yeah. Why did I get cancer? Yeah, yeah. Why did my dad die? Yeah. Well, you know, why does God allow that? So yeah. high level and then personal level. So like, we're just going to take a deep dive into this question of why is there evil and suffering in the world yep. globally yep. and personally in our yep. individual lives? Why do the people we love go through suffering and abuse and mistreatment? It's a great question. I think I'll be back <laughs> another time. It's really great of you to ask that. I think there's somebody else more qualified. Why would you possibly just, hey, why don't we get on a real talk? <laughs> I talked so as, softly as, into I it. I thought I was like, like hey, this is I a great was drawing you in. Like, yeah. it's I'm like, okay, here we go. Real talk. We're going to have this fun conversation. We're just going to talk about evil just and suffering. Evil and happy just a couple Wednesday. Guys about a couple guys having a real talk about evil and suffering. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, it is the kind of stuff that people talk about. And we get asked, I mean, right, all the time. And... Honestly, the reason I just walk off set is because in a lot of ways, like, I got an answer for this, and I got no answers for this. Right. Right? It's so easy to think because we're pastors, leaders, and we've wrestled with some of this stuff. I mean, I know you've wrestled with it personally, and we wrestle with it with uh, just things that are going on, to, to think that there are answers. There are answers, but at the end of the day, holy crap. Crow. Holy crow. Crow? Yeah. Holy crow. <laughs> I don't have... I mean, is, 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 it, is it even like, okay, fair to say, this guy in the Bible, Job. Oh, good one. Okay. Goes through suffering. I mean, when we read the backstory, it's like God intentionally set this situation up for Job to suffer. Mm -hmm. You read Job, Job chapter one, it's mm -hmm. like, and at some point at the end... After he asks God all these questions and God expresses himself, he basically like puts his hand over his mouth because yeah. he's like, I, I got no questions. I got nothing to say. And right. I think sometimes as leaders, we need to just be able to say, uh, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why, Joe's why like, there there's cancer? no answer. There's no understanding. That it doesn't even matter in some, in some ways. And in light of who God is with all this power and he's good and gracious and kind and sovereign and in control and allows things to happen in this world that in light of who he is, we put our hands over our mouth and go, you know what? I don't know. I wish yeah. I could understand, but I don't. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's true, but that doesn't make for a good video. So let's keep talking a little bit more. <laughs> let me ask you this. Didn't you try asking a question already and I didn't yeah, answer let me, it? Let me see if I can reframe it. Is suffering ever a punishment? Wow. So Again, it's nice. definitely a consequence. Yes. Right? So you, I mean, even in the most basic, you do something dumb and yeah. you feel a painful consequence, right? So even at the most basic level, suffering can be a consequence. Is it ever punishment, though? I mean, I don't, I, you know, punishment is usually you do something wrong and you're being 
punished if I took it in a human standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So I do something wrong and I get punished, but it has this punitive, like, sense to it. I don't know. Is God, like, frame it as, is God punishing us? Mm-hmm. I think only way to frame it that theologically and this would be interesting because we haven't talked about this it's like the only punishment would be at the highest level that we would get the hell we deserve eternally okay anything short of that is not god's punishment you would put it in the category of discipline yeah maybe there's there's cause and effect Uh but it's like how does god does god punish us I think the punishment of our sin is that we would spend eternity as separated from him. Mm-hmm. Short of that, is there a punishment from God? I don't think so. That is, because he's kind of judging the entire world, the enti- entire system, mm-hmm. the entire person, and saying, you are sinful and wrong, and therefore you're apart from me. That's punishment. But anything short of that is cause and effect and consequence? I'm not sure. How do you hear that when yeah, I say yeah, that? I think that- I think you're pulling out punishment to, to be, yeah, specific to God's wrath. Yeah. God doesn't pour out his wrath because of our decisions in the here and now, yes. right? It's it's with eternal consequence. It's in it's wrapped in a, ju- a judgment, not ongoing yeah. sort of yes. judgment. Yeah, that's good. And I think discipline is part of it. Discipline is a word, not punishment, but, but discipline. I do think there's something that, I don't want to say God punishes us, but there is something... That when we're suffering, should we examine ourselves? Mm-hmm. I, I think we should. I mean, I think, you know, Paul talks about when in, in, in Corinthians, he's talking to the church about their behavior around communion, around this meal, right? And he says, it's because of your sin that some people are yeah. starving. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the suffering that's going on is because of something that you're doing. Or I think of James where it talks about confessing your sin as part of healing, as part of physical healing. So it's like, is there, I'm not necessarily connecting those two, but there is some, um, there is something in scripture that's like, we should examine ourselves. If I there's mean, repentance, if it needs to happen. Yeah, great question to ask. Mm-hmm. Is the suffering I'm experiencing a result of my behavior and decisions? Mm-hmm. I mean, because clearly hardwired into the universe is a cause and effect yeah. reality, right. or maybe more close to the specific a reap what you sow. So the individual that chooses a lifestyle of eating too much and then they get heart disease mm-hmm. or not, you know, like you love pork rinds <laughs> and you eat all the pork rinds you can stuff in your mouth at any given season or you're eating fried food like crazy and your arteries clog right. and you have a heart attack. Right. Is that a punishment from God mm-hmm. or a cause and effect, a reap what you sow? Mm-hmm. Same thing could be talked about with regards to drinking or drugs or nicotine. I mean, there's these realities of cause and effect. If you decide, like, I know a guy that loves to jump off really high cliffs. Like, he videotapes himself jumping off higher and higher and higher and higher cliffs. Well, is God punishing him if he break something? Right. Or is there a reap what you sow, cause and effect reality of this world God created? In his love, he says, if you want to jump off higher and higher and higher cliffs, go ahead. But like, probably his family can't really get upset with God and say the suffering of him breaking his neck is God's fault? Yeah, sure. 
Is so, that punishment? Uh, no, I don't think that is. But what you just described is sort of we do to ourselves. All right, so let's let's kind of fly away from that for a second. I mean, Ephesians says that there's one God and Father over all, and, and all is through him and for him. So I assume even God is God over tragedy. God is God over suffering, right? Like, I think that's true. So globally, say, um, like, people in the world are starving. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that to themselves, mm-hmm. right? So again, your, your example, if you drink too much and you get behind the wheel of a car and you get a DUI, that, that's not suffering. Yeah, yeah, that's don't call, like, you, you yeah. did that. Don't say, God, you're so unfair. Right. But the person who is born into a family who lives in a country where there's not enough food and they spend their whole life starving or they don't have access to clean water, they didn't do that, right? That's not their own cause and effect. We could talk about if that is cause and effect, and probably it is at a more holistic level level in some way, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't their doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's also this, yeah, well, and I'm not sure this is fair. Maybe this is answering the question. Maybe it's a sidestep. I don't know. But is it possible that some of the suffering we face is the cause and effect of someone else's sin? Right. And generationally, like, so what the Bible will talk about is how we are influenced generationally. So, like, even at the highest, widest level, the sin of Adam, the first human, I am a son of Adam. Mm -hmm. And I have a sinful nature because of a decision he made Mm -hmm. 35, 4,000 years ago. Is that fair or not fair? Is that punishment or not punishment? Is that cause or effect? What, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so even sort of where I live and the places that I've grown up and the circumstances that I've been involved in are the cause and the effect of other people generationally that have gone before me? Is mm-hmm. that fair? Mm-hmm. And what's even harder to think about that is there are things that are going to happen down the line from me based on my decisions today mm-hmm. that impact my kids and my grandkids, my community, yep. my church family, beyond myself. So the person that grows up in some part of the world that has no clean water, is God allowing that suffering to take place? Is that their fault? Is that their generationally before them's fault? Mm-hmm. I mean... Even some of that, though, it's like I can, I can wrap my head around this idea of generational impact and legacy. But, but someone who's born into a place where there's no access to clean water, that might not be because their great-grandma or great-grandpa did. It's because some could be some evil person over here yeah. is doing it. And I, I think about God as father, and, and how does he allow that to happen to his kids? How does he allow someone to bully yeah. one of his children? I just wrestle with that because yeah. I wouldn't allow that to happen to one of my kids. Nope. Not intentionally, but sometimes unintentionally. I mean, of course, that falls apart with God, too, because he never does anything unintentionally. You know, so bring it closer so it's not the person who doesn't have food or water, but it's the loved one you have that's been abused or mistreated. Yeah. Right? Nothing of their own that they've done and nothing that their parents have done, and yet God allows that to happen? Mm -hmm. How do you answer that? How do you answer the fact that this loving God mm-hmm. gives us choices and those choices can result in abuse or beauty, in love or hate, in care and gentleness or in crime and atrocity? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's hard for me to reconcile and yet that's the God I see in the Bible and believe yeah. and trust in. 
that this he is one and the same time good when he allows all of that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I even, though, can reconcile somewhat of we're given choices and, and, and we use those choices for good or bad. Some things, though, are just, they seem pointless suffering. So your child gets sick. There's no, no one made a decision that was evil or good to cause that to happen. That's just a, a circumstance. A loved one gets sick, gets cancer. You know, it's like that's not, it's not someone caused a car accident that killed my loved one. It's like, because I can even like, okay, I trust God and his judgment and his justice and all that. But it's like sometimes there are these things that happen that there's no explanation. And yeah. we're like Job. And we have to just go, I, I don't know. Well, maybe a dumb example, but I think of mosquitoes. <laughs> okay. I mean, is there any point or purpose? Oh. Right, so I'm, I'm sitting outside on my deck yeah. and I watch a mosquito land on my arm and it bites me and it itches and I kill it. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is crazy. What's the point? Mm-hmm. It's annoying. It's, and an aspect of it is, I, is God sovereign over mosquitoes biting me? Right? The answer is yes. Yeah. Is there a purpose of mosquitoes? Yes. Is there a purpose in a mosquito biting me? I don't know. Right. I, I guess. Yeah. And in a wider angle lens, is it possible that God is good and mosquitoes bite and they die and it's annoying and I don't understand what the point is, but mm-hmm. they also feed frogs and probably, I don't know, pollinate something. <laughs> Maybe not pollinate something. <laughs> it's like I think there's some of this where we just have such a limited perspective that we can't possibly see how it all comes together. I know that sounds like such a hokey example. No, we're giving a non-answer, but we don't have an answer either. Yeah, it's like I I can't see the point in the moment of why a mosquito bites me and how God could ever use that for good. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe that the system is there, that the mosquito exists, is his goodness, and we just have to be okay with that, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem good. Yeah, it doesn't. Like I think of human trafficking that's happening. I mean, how could, what possible... Love could there be in a God who allows human trafficking? The atrocities that have happened in American history, slavery and the abuse of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how mm-hmm. any God could allow that to happen? The mm-hmm. thought that there are 40 some odd thousand kids that die a minute or something because of no clean water. And I don't know, my stats are terrible. But like, the, how, how, God, how, how? Yeah. Is some of it, I trust you, and some of it is I won't see the perspective and I have to live in that tension. I won't ever understand how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard. I, I, I know it's not like, I, I don't mean it to be cheap or chintzy, but it's like I always come back to Romans 8, which says that our temporary suffering is nothing compared to the glory that's coming. And... You know, for people, I, I don't know, maybe the promise is even bigger for people who've experienced greater suffering because they go, holy cow, I've experienced really b- painful, bad suffering, and you're telling me even that's nothing compared to the glory that's coming? Maybe that's a good thing. I don't or, know. And I don't understand this either, but remember the story where this the family comes to Jesus and goes, you know, this boy, boy is born, born blind. Mm-hmm. Who sinned, him oh, or right. his parents? Yep. And Jesus answered, neither. Right. This was done so the so glory of God could be revealed. 
that there is an aspect of God's glory that's going to come in some form of revelation that this almost has, that mosquito biting me has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. but has something to do with the glory of God being revealed. I mean, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. Part of which, because I have a very small view of God, mm-hmm. and I'm so freaking self-focused right. that I think, well, wait, this mosquito biting me isn't about me? Right. Like, everything is about Right, me. and it hurts right now, and it itches. Yeah. And, and it's, dr- it's annoying yeah. to me. Yeah. So, wait, there are things that happen in this world that aren't about yeah. me? That's or good. even aren't about the people that are suffering? Or that's hard yeah. for us to... It's really... Obviously, it's this massive existential question people have been asking since the beginning of time, but it's also very real because we're suffering in small, personal ways. So we keep wrestling with it. Yeah, and I I do think that those who just give pat answers all the time usually are people that aren't feeling deeply the reality of, I can believe in the sovereignty of God, the goodness of God, the character of God, and wrestle with the fact that tragedy happens with humans and just weep with those who weep. Good. Do you think we'll get more emails about the mosquito thing or about the fact that you said Adam lived 4,000 years ago? I, I probably got all of it wrong. I mean, like, the chances are, why anybody listens, I don't even know. <laughs> this might be their last one. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>